And now it's time for Half Hour to Help. Sit back, relax, and find out how you can live a better life. Here's your host for Half Hour to Help, Dr. Stephanie. And I'm with Dr. Brooke this morning. Good morning. Good morning. I think this could be our best podcast and radio show yet. Mental management. Yes, and mental well-being. It's such a hot topic these days. And sometimes I don't feel like we're giving people or just, you know, the public or our youth especially, don't have the tools to equip themselves to do better. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. So I feel like since COVID, life's gotten more difficult. It just feels more stressful. It feels more full. It feels like I don't have the time to do all of the things. Yeah, for sure. I know a lot of people resonate with that. And so it's more important than ever to take time for yourself and create some strategies that work for you Mm -hmm. in promoting your own mental health. Yes. So what have you got for us today? Well, I have been able, I've been really fortunate to be able to work with an Olympic trainer, but not like Olympic trainer physically, but mentally. And so her grandfather was an Olympic rifleman. And so through my almost 10 years of working with her, she helps me better understand my mental game. And I think that mental game can really go into so many different subjects and areas of our life, not just competing. I mean, I'm not competing for the Olympics. I am competing for Miss America. It's like the (laughs) Olympics of competition. Yes, yes, for sure. But these skills that I have obtained through, you know, talking and chatting with somebody who has such a mastery level understanding of how to control their thoughts and control their brain has gone into every aspect of my life, especially my relationships, my communication, how I'm communicating to myself, better understanding myself and how I need to take where I need to take rests, when I need to take breaks, what that looks like for me and how to better myself at the end of the day. So that's what we're going to be talking a little bit about. And I wanted to start with our internal dialogue. Mm. I, I think that especially since COVID and since some isolation has happened with all of us, we really relied on our own self a lot more. And our internal dialogue really, in my opinion, depicts what our life feels like and looks like. We truly are the author of our own story. And if we have a really poor outlook on things and have a dreary outlook and a monotoned inner dialogue that is very critical of the things that you're doing um, and not motivating you and not benefiting you in those ways, then we um, we can really struggle and succumb to a lot of anxiety and depression and not feel like we're able to get out of it because it's inside of our own brain. Mm-hmm. It's that internal dialogue. Inner dialogue is a is a difficult one to fix. And I'm using air quotes here on the radio on the fix, because yeah. fix. But inner dialogue, if you're not even aware that you're doing it, to even first have the awareness of what you're saying Mm -hmm. to yourself and how that's affecting you is the first step. But then to retrain yourself is 
perhaps even more difficult than the realizing of it. So when we have a conversation inside ourselves about a situation that's external, it, it is what causes the chemicals in our brain to release that either empower us or disempower you, disempower us or make us feel sad, trapped, anxious. Mm -hmm. So the same situation could happen to you and me. Let's say we had a fender bender at the traffic light. Mm -hmm. The conversation that we have in our head about that fender bender gives us the emotional high or low. Yes. So thank goodness it was just a little fender bender. Thank goodness no one was hurt. Thank goodness that my car still drives or I can't believe that this happened to me. How could I be so stupid? Or I have the worst luck or mm -hmm. the world is out to get me. This, this is, always happens. This always happens. This is so typical of me. God, I suck. I don't have time so for this. So I don't have money for mm -hmm. this. Yep. That internal conversation totally allows you to either feel okay about a poor situation yeah. or terrible about a poor situation. Which only can accumulate into further, further destruction or, you know, anxiety or things of the nature. Effect. It's a snowball effect that just keeps riding down. What's interesting with that too is it doesn't have to be a negative experience like a fender bender. It could be something positive and you could still have a poor internal poor dialogue internal, about it. Yes. That's insane. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know, maybe you win a race would mm -hmm. be the example here. And the conversation could be, oh, I trained hard for this. I'm so proud of myself. I deserve this. I'm so thankful for the opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, look at how far I've come. Or it's, I won the race. Well, I got lucky this time. It probably won't happen again. Yeah. Should have been two seconds faster. Mm -hmm. I should have done harder. I should have trained harder. I bet everybody's disappointed with me. Oh, my mom or my dad didn't mm -hmm. show up to watch. Yep, the conversation. How it's you so different. It's yeah. almost like spin. It's like politics. You can spin it <laughs> to suit your needs. And if you, you want to feel happy, you've got to spin the external environment. Yes. And gratitude's a great way to do that. Absolutely. In my presentation, so when I talk to students, we talk about optimism. And I think it's so interesting. I think we've mentioned this on the podcast or radio show before that um, people who have suffered from breast cancer, who had a positive outlook on their recovery and on their treatments were more likely to survive than those who didn't have a positive outlook and how powerful that glass half full mindset truly is because um, you never know how many other facets of your life that affects. Mm -hmm. it's, it's truly crazy. But when I was um, thinking about internal dialogue, I wanted to kind of understand where this came from. I don't know if you have any childhood memories, but I have a pivotal childhood memory of starting to realize what internal dialogue was and that I had a private internal voice. Do you have anything like that? I, I think I've always known I've had an internal always voice. Always known? Okay. I don't remember not knowing. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> for me it was at a time where I understood that I could hum inside my brain and I could hum aloud and I could hear it he could hear both does that make sense yeah it was so it's I remember sitting on our purple velvet couch and like understanding that uh, but 
the ability to have an internal dialogue is thought to be developed during childhood, such as private speech. So um, people who have had issues with speech or um, even hearing have difficulty with internal speech and internal dialogue. But for the most part, this is developed really early on when we're starting to learn words which is so interesting. Interesting. So um, it started to make me think about how much our parents and our external environment and how the people who we surrounded ourselves with when we were of those years and developmental milestones and, you know, that four, five, six years old, who you were surrounding yourself with and what they were saying, how that probably ingrained in your internal dialogue. Mm-hmm. I mean, If a six-year-old says a swear, we know they learned that swear from somebody. And so um, I just, I thought that was so interesting how much psychology and how internal dialogue can play a role at such a young age and set you up for possibly success or disaster. Absolutely. I think oftentimes we hear our parents' voices inside our head. Yes. (laughs) It's almost like when we're little tiny beings that we're, we're getting programmed I won't call it brainwashed but we're getting programmed <laughs> mm-hmm. for our future so if you had that mom that was you know the whistle while you work kind of woman versus the maybe more critical mm-hmm. mom um, the voices that maybe you're are set inside. up to have inside your head are different are different yeah they could be completely different voices it's so crazy so to say that your parents have a lot to do with it. It's very fair, but at the same time, you still have control. It just might take more effort mm-hmm. if it wasn't ingrained in you at a young age for that positive slant or that gratitude slant. Yes, for sure. So, you know, talking about that internal dialogue, my biggest piece of advice when it comes to being able to master your mind and master these situations that could be beneficial for you or challenging and make days or even months or years feel more challenging is to just try to be more cognizant of what you are saying inside of your head mm-hmm. <laughs> inside of your mind are you are you really critical are you somebody that's not critical but sad and just looking at things from um you know a more pessimistic or just sad way or are you somebody that's able to brush everything off and moving on to the next and so just um by checking in with yourself and starting to be more cognizant and present of what you're saying to yourself you can change how you're experiencing life so much one exercise to do is to set a timer for every 15 minutes and grab a journal for the day and every time the timer goes off record what you were thinking or what you were saying to yourself Wow, I bet that is very cool to be able to see at the end of the day. Yeah, it definitely takes commitment mm-hmm. to follow through because every 15 minutes doesn't sound like a lot. But if you're doing that all day long. Oh, that's a long time. And truly, you should do it on two work days or two school days and one weekend day. Okay. So you have a really good overall look at what your what internal dialogue is. Mm-hmm. And then the next exercise is to set that timer again the following week and write down what you were thinking at the time of that timer and then rewrite what the script should have been nice and so that you practice that script so that it becomes a habit nature second nature yeah Yeah. as an example like when you 
play on a football team, you don't just show up the day of game day and play football. You practice mm-hmm. and you practice those runs and plays repeatedly. Yep. And so this is your way of practicing so that when you do get to the big game, like, for example, a stressful moment and that little fender bender car accident, Mm -hmm. that you are prepared and ready and you automatically kick in with that positive script. Yep. And you don't have to be stopping yourself trying to think about how you're going to think of the situation, but that you're literally rewiring your brain in the way that you are talking to yourself completely changing your experience of life yeah the power is within you it's so impactful to me Mm -hmm. we have to take a break here on half hour to health but we will be right back talking mental management and now back to half hour to health with your host dr stephanie from crossroads chiropractic with dr brooke we are talking mental management you've had a really unique experience where you've been coached literally for mental management, for your mind game, since you were a young teenager. Yes. Most people don't have this advantage. I know. I feel so fortunate, especially, um, you know, I have a partner who thinks about things so much differently. And when we were talking earlier about the internal dialogue, I am just so grateful to have had that experience at a pivotal time in my life, going through puberty and starting to learn these skills on how to manage my mental well-being and my internal dialogue because so many other people don't grow up with that, didn't have that, and then they're grown adults and we still don't have control over your internal dialogue and the way that you're experiencing life. So I'm very, very grateful. So one of the things that I did as your mom years ago was talk about positive affirmations yes (laughs) as silly as they are and we have some written on the walls at crossroads particularly in our workshop room one of my favorites is everything is coming to me easily and effortlessly Mm -hmm. that's one of my favorites um what are what are some of your favorite affirmations and how have you put them into your life I love affirmations that just tell me that I'm looked out for. Uh, For some reason, I really gravitate towards, you know, the universe conspires for your good, um, that everybody, everything works out for me. Everything is easy. Everything flows through me with my abundance. Um, And so I really gravitate towards those. But earlier in life, when I was developing and becoming a woman, I really needed those affirmations that I was beautiful and that I was confident and that I was capable because those are some things that as a 15, 16 year old girl, you don't always feel comparable, competent or capable or confident. And so um, I really love being able to teach children about affirmations and the power that they have in rewiring your brain Mm -hmm. to think more positively, just like we'd said about the internal dialogue. But by speaking it out, um, I also talk about the, the power of faking a smile, that fake it till you make it truly changes our internal environment. And so by speaking those out and speaking them to yourself as if they've happened or they are what's true and they are factual, it is um, so powerful. So affirmations, you absolutely need to say them out loud. Yes. Um, It's great if you can write them for yourselves, but if you can't, Go on the internet, search positive affirmations. Yes, see grab which the ones, ones that speak to you. Speak to you. Yep. If you are in a healing crisis, Louise Hay 
has some amazing books on positive affirmations. Um, just Google Louise Hay, positive affirmations. It, they will come up and I am sure that some of them will speak to you mm-hmm. uh, if you are in a healing crisis, particularly with your body. Um, affirmations can be done at any age. Yes. <laughs> There's cute videos. Were you going to talk yes, about it? I was the little going girl. to. Ah, you can tell about it. So I, I teach about the affirmations with my kids, but I love to be able to do this with all the age groups that I go to. And so I have to cater it a little bit. But Snoop Dogg actually has an affirmations song and um, it's catered towards younger kids. And so I love to be able to put that on. There's some really good YouTube and TikTok videos of little kids learning what affirmations are from this song and being able to sing the song to themselves in the mirror when they're brushing their teeth and getting ready for their day um, to see their like beaming smile and to know that they're starting to learn that they are powerful, that they are confident and that they're amazing and they're ready to take on their day. Um, I know it's just setting them up for success later in their life. Absolutely. So we're talking mental management this morning here on Half Hour to Health, positive affirmations, internal dialogue. What other advice do you have for our listeners? So as a 24-year-old, I feel like I'm surrounded in a generation that almost the second word that comes out of every second of every word that comes out of their mouth can be anxiety. A lot of people really resonate and feel like they are anxiety-ridden. And so um, I think that it's really good to know that you have some more control over anxiety and the things that you're feeling internally um, than than what we might think of. I I really like to empower people of my generation that they have more control in this. So I think one really good, powerful tool that I've learned through this mental coaching is the power of visualizing what you want to happen. Uh, So for instance, if you don't like public speaking and you are just have a lot of anxiety surrounding public speaking, if you can visualize your talk, you can visualize yourself feeling calm, cool, and collected, not sweating, not people looking at you, you know, visualize and create a peace surrounding something that might be giving you anxiety or giving you stress in your life or causing you a challenge that you don't want to have to do, anything that's giving you resistance, try visualizing it. In again, a very calm, nice manner with exactly what you want to wear, how you want to feel in the moment, how you want the lights to be, if you want the room to be full, if you need the room to be empty, visualize it empty. Um, Do things that help you feel like you're in more control of that situation that is giving you a challenge or you're you're meeting resistance there. Because then when you walk into that presentation, you're going to say, oh, I've seen this room. I've felt this way. And your body, your brain doesn't know the difference between the images you're painting in your brain, so that visualization, and real life. And so when we're visualizing um, something that we're not looking forward to doing, and we're visualizing ourselves sweating and people staring at us and tumbling, stumbling over our words and so on and so forth, you're only further making your mind think that that's happened and creating this release of cortisol and stress in your body, which further goes into so many other systems in your body that isn't helping you. It's only hurting you. And so if we can fake that, and create this 
positive environment that you're controlling, completely internal, when you walk into that room or meet that challenge that you haven't wanted to face, it's going to feel easier. It's going to feel like you've done it before. And your brain is going to think you've actually done it before. In a way, you've already done it before in your brain. In your brain, yeah. So you've created neuronal networks, like your brain is firing things. Yes, it remembers these images and this feeling and the neurons that fire together wire together mm -hmm. and so next time it's easier to fire those circuits mm -hmm. which is the same concept of when you're trying to change your internal dialogue and practicing yeah. you, you've fired those circuits and it makes it easier for those circuits to fire again and of course on the flip side is if you've been firing those circuits in a negative pattern it gets easier to be negative again the next time yep those the circuits are there and they're ready to fire because trust me, it, I mean, I'm sure we all know it, it can be easier to be more negative mm -hmm. and keep on the way that our brain has been wiring and firing uh, than trying to redo it. So we've been talking mental management today here on Half Hour to Health. Our podcast is available everywhere where you download podcasts, but you also can catch us here on WTPL, WEMJ, and WTSN, the Pulse Network, every weekend. Um, Dr. Brooke, also my daughter, is Miss New Hampshire. She has been traveling the state and speaking to kids, um, particularly about mental health, but also um, how to eat well, how to exercise how to sleep well, choosing to live in a way that's drug and alcohol and substance free. Yep. Overall health, just helping them choose health. Overall health, yeah. I think it's a message that we continue to need to integrate into our youth, especially, um, because if we're able to inspire them and empower them to make good choices, it will impact them for the rest of their lives. I know that... Um, it's not always the most empowering like feeling to be, you know, 10 years old and you're packed a lunch or you're given whatever is on the, the hot food lunch of the day. And so being able to empower them to make healthier choices and maybe inspire their parents to make healthier choices and how easy that can be. And the power of movement, the power of not succumbing to um, peer pressure and maintaining a clean lifestyle um, is really such a passion of mine and I'm really excited to be able to tour the state being able to do this. You have a few more months left as Miss New Hampshire. I do. So if somebody wants to book you, the best way to go um, is to go to the website missnh.org. Yes. www.missnh.org. There is an appearance request form. Yes, right under Miss New Hampshire. It's under the Miss New Hampshire tab. And if you're a nonprofit or a school, um, you can bring Miss New Hampshire to your school to speak at no charge. Um, they do ask for um, a small donation towards gas, but if that's not possible, that's okay too. Um, just get a hold of the Miss New Hampshire office and it's missnh.org yep. to book you. Um, and let's see if I can remember the phone number, 603-427-9037. I did it. <laughs> uh, you can also call the Miss New Hampshire office on weekdays and um, speak to Megan in the office and she can help you book an appearance for Miss New Hampshire for Dr. Brooke Mills. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for doing always. the podcast. This is great. Um, next week, we'll be back with another conversation about how to create health in your life.
naturally in a holistic way. The show sponsored today by Crossroads Chiropractic. This month you can have a complete exam with any necessary x-rays for just $59 in Pembroke, Merrith, or Epping. Give us a call at 603-575-9080. That's 603-575-9080 or on the web at crossroadschiropractic.com. We'll see you next time here on the Pulse Network. You've been listening to Half Hour to Health with Dr. Stephanie from Crossroads Chiropractic. Be sure to tune in next week right here on The Pulse of New Hampshire.